Oh, hi, everybody. Welcome to the inaugural, to the debut of the first ever Islandish Catholic. That's right, the Islandish Catholic. That's me, Ryan Van Vliet. I am the Islandish Catholic. So I am, first of all, it should be Islandish Catholic-ish because from Hawaii, I was born there. Sure. I lived there for eight months. Sure. Catholic? Uh, yeah, I grew up Catholic. Do I go to Catholic church every week? No. I go there every couple weeks. Uh, I've been more of on a Pentecostal journey, but I think that's kind of why I wanted to do this because my whole perspective on religion and on my faith has changed over the coming, over the coming, over the previous years. And Kevin Scampoli of the whole effing show, one of my uh, my colleagues, if you will, he, he kind of thinks that, you know, this would be a good outlet for me to kind of exercise a lot of these things that I've learned and a lot of the stuff that I've gone through. And, you know, we've, we've teased it on, on TWFS, but really I am, I am, you know, I am Christian and in a, in, in a time right now where it doesn't seem like it's trendy or cool to be Christian, you know, it's, do you even talk about you being Christian? Do you bring it up to people who aren't Christian? And that's just something that I've kind of been realizing through these past couple of years is what's helped me with so much of my mental health, uh, which, which has helped me with so much through my, my professional career, uh, just the hobbies that I get involved in and all the projects that I kind of do. Having faith and having, you know, by having Christ as a background, or at least to like to, you know, just always as the backbone of anything you do, at least for me, has really helped me. And maybe this is a platform where I can come in and talk about how it has helped me. And, and you know, I, I, I've been doing more and more reading of, of the Bible. And I think, I think uh, as a Catholic, you go to church and you, you know, first reading, second reading gospel, but you don't really obtain all of the context and all the scripture. Uh, you know, you don't really get the same message and ever since i started going to a pentecostals church it really does start out with scripture and then we go like an hour on what that scripture means and how it ties into our lives now i am by no means a biblical expert i, I don't study the bible like like anyone who's ever been to a bible college i wouldn't even call like if you came and said i've been studying the bible for years i would say you probably know way more than i do then word for word i'm sure but I, I think everybody's on a different spiritual journey. I really do. And I think everybody absorbs the context and absorbs the spirit and absorbs everything in a different way. And this is just my way. So I wanted to fire on the first episode and just talk about where I was and, and where I am now. Because when I look at pre-pandemic, so even before everything kind of shut down, uh, I was employed somewhere where I was really unhappy. And I think this story helps out with a lot of people because I think a lot of people go through similar situations to this and they just accept, oh, well, I'm, I'm at work and this was my life. I thought I would wake up, be unhappy, go to work, be unhappy, get home, be unhappy and rinse and repeat. And it was just that was just life. And even if I was going to church, I wasn't allowing God to be like the number one thing in my life or in my heart. It was just like a chore. It was like, oh, I have to go to church because that's the expectation. And maybe Catholicism did lead me down that path a little bit, you know, keep holy the Sabbath and, you know, the importance of going to church and also growing up Catholic throughout high school and throughout middle school. I always went to catechism, CCD, confirmation classes with all my classmates and the priest even said like on our last day he even made the joke like, this isn't your graduation from church like, once you're confirmed catholic 
this isn't the end. Like you, you need to stay with the faith. You still come to church. You, you get involved in your church. You still spread God. You still spread God's word, and that's what you're supposed to do. And that's what, that's kind of what the mission was supposed to be. But somewhere along that line, I, I, I did go away from the church. I think, and this happens to a lot of people. And I understand it. You know, when, when you're 18, when you're 20, when you're 21, and there's all this, these all these other distractions in life that are pulling you away from faith, that are pulling you away from, from God. And I, I definitely did go through a phase of just being pulled apart completely and not really going to church. Going every once in a while, sure. Um, you know, I think a lot of it have, had to do with, you know, you would go with your parents. And then once your parents move away or once you move out, there's a little bit less of that, that uh you know, nobody really holds you accountable anymore. There's no more, there's no accountability to get you to church. So, uh, going back to like pre pandemic, I was going to church. Sure. And it was, you know, that's fine. Whatever. Like 2019, I'm at church, but I remember one day in particular, and this is like kind of why I wanted to do this is I was driving in my car, just screaming and having those, like those irrational, just thoughts of I'm useless why am I even doing this? I'm a failure. I can't believe I've survived this long. Why am I still here? Why am I still alive? What's my general purpose? And, you know, when you have those thoughts, and I see it today in 2022, there's a lot of people that don't value their lives at all, don't value themselves at all, and really, really take life for granted. And they don't have a purpose. So to them, it's so easy to to believe that they should just be dead or believe that they don't belong here to believe that something is wrong with them and they need to find a diagnosis. And that's what had happened to me was, you know, through my, through my employer, I did have free, uh, I had like 10 free counseling sessions and, um, gosh, it's, it's weird. Like when I was trying to plan out the first episode, I didn't know first episode would be to go relive something that really made me unhappy, but, uh, I turned the mic on and I just wanted to start talking and just see where it went. Cause that's another thing there's more advice for everybody. I've been trying to do this for weeks. Like, what do I do? How do you start? You can write out a hundred topics that you want, but for me, it was just so easy to write. You know what? Just tell, tell people why you're so in it now. Like, why are you so involved now? Why are you more heavily involved in faith than you ever were before? And I was sitting in that car screaming and crying and I called whatever line my, my employer gave to me. Like, here's the behavioral health line, the mental health line. And, you know, first of all, they tell you, like, if you're going to harm yourself, call 911 first. And I didn't think I was realistically in any form going to harm myself. Uh, I think I had enough religious background to view suicide in a really negative light. I always have viewed it in a negative light. I know I know a lot of times suicide is a tragedy, but a lot of me also views, like, suicide as a very selfish act and a very, very cowardly act. So no offense to anyone who's ever lost anyone to suicide. It's it's tragic. It's horrific. And but I, I just know for me personally, I've always just had that view of it where if I ever did it, it would taint whatever legacy, whatever legacy I had at the time, which meant nothing. But that's just how I felt. That was that. This is just me speaking. So I get on the phone and I call, and you know I schedule my sessions. And I remember I, I met my counselor and. You know, my counselor wasn't necessarily super religious either. That wasn't a huge part of therapy was was getting more involved with religion. But um, I remember I had my 10 sessions. I did my 10 free sessions and it helped every once in a while. But one habit that I got into was 
I would get so enraged at work or so enraged in life and I would pull out my I would get I would start writing an email and I would send it to my counselor and I would I would always end the e- like the email with I'm writing this now so I'm in the emotional state that I'm in while I'm writing it and we can talk about it when I'm there but I would cuz and I think everybody has this when you're fired up you're really angry about something there's no there's no calming down immediately you know and I would be so heated and and, and there would be, I would just be so angry and I would be irrational. You couldn't calm me down. And I would be sitting there, not able to calm down, breathing heavily, face red, heart beating, chest hurting, like all of this just depression and anxiety cooped up inside of me like it was would manifest itself. And I would just be so, so frustrated and wouldn't know what to do. So I would notice, okay, once all that feeling wears off and I go into counseling, I don't remember what I was mad about. And, and that always bugged me. So I got into the habit of, okay, let's, you know, let's go in and, and, and write an email because right now I've never been more pissed than I've ever been. So I'm going to write this all out in an email. I'm going to put it all on, on paper. So that way when I, when I go to my counselor, there's no escaping what I wrote. There's no escaping how I felt in that moment. And I'm sure some of you have been angry sometimes and you might open up like a voice memo or, or record some sort of audio, just how mad you are to, to remember the anger, to, to encapsulate how, how angry you actually are in a, in a given moment, you know, and, and that's kind of what I was doing with these emails. And, you know, I would go into counseling and every single week it was kind of the same thing. It was, you know, you need to find something that makes you happy. And, you know, I love the podcast, but even the podcast was giving me anxiety at that time. And it was just really, really hard to, to narrow down what would get me out of this depressive state. So I did. Now, during the pandemic, after I was working from home and gaining 25 pounds, I think one thing that definitely helped me out was was uh, or not help me out the, the reverse of helping me out was I got a psychiatrist I, I just thought okay this is the natural progression my counselor can't give me medication but if I have some sort of bipolar disorder if I am manic depressant or I'm suffering from even a clinically diagnosable depression I need to see a psychiatrist and that's what I ended up doing that's what I did um, you know I did that once it was a $200 session I'll never forget it it was so expensive it was like two hours long, went through my entire life. She asked me tons of questions, all through telemed, by the way, which I hated doing. I didn't, you know, here we are pouring my heart out to a screen, <laughs> much like me right now pouring myself into a microphone. But either way, um, I just remember like at the end of the, at the end of the call, I, I was so desperate for my, for my diagnosis. Just like, okay, doctor, you've heard everything. You know everything about me now. Tell me what's wrong. Well, clearly, I think you are suffering from, from a case of, uh, of being bipolar or a minor case of that. Whatever it may be, you definitely are going through some mood swings. And you can tell when you're not able to calm down, when you're feeling upset and unwanted and unworthy, when you have any sort of suicidal thoughts creep in. All of that is signs of depression. And, and it could be bipolar disorder because you're also very upbeat. You're very outgoing. You're very positive. And it could just be a coping mechanism or it could be you do have a chemical imbalance in your brain. So here's two medications. And I thought, yes, I'm bipolar. This is fantastic. I have my diagnosis. It's no, it's not my fault. I've just been bipolar this whole time. That's what's been wrong with me. Now that I have the answer and the cure, I'm going to be saved. This is going to be perfect. So go and pick up the prescriptions. And I remember the next day at work and uh, I don't work there anymore. So former employer, 
took these medications in the morning and I was asleep by noon. I mean, dead ass asleep. Like couldn't, couldn't keep my eyes open to work on a computer. So unbelievably tired, but didn't have any emotions. I was just kind of, bleh. so I woke up from my nap at like three. So I had a nice uh, three hour paid vacation during the work day. Cause I, I even thought like, I just need to lay down for a second. And I woke up three hours later and still felt good. You know, there was no, no really like emotional swings. Nothing really was pressing me that day. So if I was going to have an episode or an outbreak, it wasn't going to be that day. The next day, same thing. Took the meds by, by 11 or noon, knocked out. So sleepy. No way I could get any work done. And after two days, I kind of realized, is this, is this what, is this what behavioral health medicine does for me? Like, is this what, when we tell somebody, Hey, you have mental health issues or you have problems with anxiety or depression. This is what you need to do. Sleep. Just go to sleep. Be dead. Like that's kind of what it felt like for me was here. I am 30 years old. I think I, by this time I did have my son. I think I had my son in 2019 too, but even now I have a child. And all I can do on these meds is sleep. And it's not making me a better member of society. I'm not getting more work done. So after after two days, I was done with these pills. I just thought, no, I can't do this. Like, I need to be a little more productive. This is giving me this is giving me more anxiety. Like waking up on the third day thinking, I'm gonna take another three-hour nap today. Like that sounds awful. I'm gonna miss a bunch of work. I'm probably gonna lose my job if I keep this up. I can only get six paid vacation hours without them knowing, you know, and I decided, okay, I'm not going to take these meds. And then we went to church. We went to Heartland Church in Carrollton, Texas. So when I say Islandish, I'm not on the island anymore. I'm definitely in Dallas, Texas. Go to Carrollton, uh, Texas for a church. And they have somebody who's written many, many books on behavioral health and on uh, and just how we focus so much on our label. We're so desperate for what's wrong with me. Something's wrong with me. I need to find out like, like just somebody needs to fix me because I can't do it on my own. And we went to church and the, the message that day was, was, it was a guest speaker, which uh, I think people who go to churches, you'll all agree. Like when the guests, when they say, okay, we have a guest speaker today, like half of the room probably goes, Oh my gosh, why, like, why do we need a guest speaker? And I have it here still. It was Dr. Caroline Leaf. She came in and uh, the name of her book was The Perfect You, A Blueprint for Identity. Uh, there was an assessment tool that kind of walked you through, um, that kind of walked you through like where you were at mentally. And, and it made me, it really made me realize that we spend so much time desperate for our labels and we work so much on our medical and our behavioral and we ignore the spiritual side of things. And when I'm sitting there, here I am, you know, I, I'm four days off my meds or whatever it is by this point. I was only on my meds for two, but I'm still off the meds. And I remember just sitting there listening, like, you know, everybody is so neglectful of their spirit and everybody's so desperate to find a medication that people don't just relax and really dive into some of the answers that are in the in the scripture and that are in the Bible. And we, we, we always talk about, well, we didn't know the things that we know about mental health. Like now, like nowadays we're so advanced in our knowledge of mental health disorders and, and diseases. And, and, and yes, that's true in a lot of aspects. I think there are some things that 
absolutely t 20 years ago we had no idea how to treat some of these conditions and obviously science with neurology and all kinds of medical advancements have gone into helping people out but i think there's a lot of people like me who are who are depressed who are not happy with their job situation and they're just they don't know where to go and they they, they go with oh well this doctor gave me medicine to make me feel better that must be the only way and and it wasn't it really wasn't and uh that's when it really turned around for me was why don't I why don't I embrace religion more than I should like more than anyone else does you know why don't I why don't I at least try it if taking the medications didn't work for me or I didn't like it why wouldn't I try if I was so eager to like oh cool give me these medi give me these medicines who knows what they do who knows what they're made of I'm just gonna take them because I was told it'll make me feel better why, why wouldn't I try what Dr. Caroline Leaf was saying and to really focus on, on my on the spiritual side of my health? And um, it really did change my life. And I know that's corny. And I know I didn't even read this book all the way. I really just read about it. But it really turned into let's go to church and let's embrace some of the weird. And I think a lot of people want to look cool and want to look at churches from the outside. And it's easier to do so. But... I, I started going to this Pentecostals church all the time. But, and people talk about the pandemic. And look, I understand we can get into that another time. But I was so depressed. I didn't care if I got COVID. Who gave a shit? I needed to go to church. I needed to be saved. I needed my spirit to be rejuvenized. So I was going to the Pentecostals church every chance that I got. I was going to Catholic church whenever we didn't go to Pentecostals church. I was just getting more and more involved with the spirit. And, we, you know, it's it's looking back at it now and the journey that I've been on, people don't like to hear that story. Everybody, oh, he's got mental issues or he's depressed. And if I tell people my answer, they don't want it because my answer is taboo. Telling somebody to go to church is way more taboo now than telling them to go see a doctor or a counselor. And I don't mean to get preachy, but I think people should go see Jesus. People should start praying and try and feel what, what you can feel when you're at a church and you're just taking those moments to do something out of your comfort zone. Like it's, it is weird to kneel in front of a group of people and start praying. It is weird to pray to yourself kind of loudly and letting people hear your prayer. It is weird to put your hands up during songs and, and, and getting involved with, with the worship and the music and trying to, and really absorbing what the lyrics are to a lot of these faith songs. Now I used to be, I was like Eric Cartman myself. I thought faith music was ridiculous. It's, it's they're just changing the word baby and putting in Jesus or or they're just okay what rhymes with cross what rhymes with cross okay I was lost like they really are formulaic songs but when you go through the scripture and you realize you need to sing you need to sing this from the top of your lungs like it really does change you it really does it really does take you to another level with your faith and and embracing some of that weird and I, as a Catholic I was always just First reading, second reading, third reading, first reading, second reading, gospel, homily, communion, and we're out. Like, that's really what church was. There wasn't a lot of me getting involved and me leaving my comfort zone. I can be quiet in church. I can recite the rituals along with the rest of the crowd. But when you're at a Pentecostal church or you're at a non-denominational church and there are those opportunities to just let loose a little bit. Like, like if you have those anxieties cooped up, this is a place to let them out. This is a place to 
to, to go up and ask for prayer if you need it, to lean on somebody who is probably going through the same thing that you are, but you're convinced in your own head that you're the only one, you're, you're alone in this world. You're convinced in your own head that you're not worthy of being saved. You're convinced in your own head that religion won't work for you. And I think once you break all of those preconceived notions that you cast upon yourself, you'll realize, yeah, you're being ridiculous. You're being unbelievably ridiculous. And, you know, when I tell these stories, and I haven't really shared it with, with the class here, with, with everybody that's listened to me, whether it's on hashtags and headlines or TWFS or on Vleeties, uh, you know, and, and it, it's, it's huge. This is important to me now. And, and I do think that it's important that I can share my story here and create a platform where, yeah, I have had, look, I, I've had suicidal thoughts too. So if you've had suicidal thoughts, welcome. I, if, if, if you've been depressed and scared about your financial situation and you don't know how you're going to get out, welcome. I've been there too. If you're, if you're a single man and you don't think anybody's ever going to love you, you, you're welcome. I'm, I, I'm here too. If you're a single lady and you don't think anybody out there is ever going to love you, you can come. I'm not, I can't relate to you on the lady part, but I definitely know what it's like to feel like you're never going to find your person. I know what that depression's like. Even if you've been going through it longer than I have, there was a good while there where I, I didn't think I would run. I didn't think I would get so lucky with my wife. And a lot of it is luck. And I think a lot of it is faith, you know, and I'm sure, I'm sure if I can convince her to get on here with me, we could probably do an entire episode about her getting me back to church and her forcing me almost to embrace faith a lot more you know and she's always she's always been christian herself so you know that also helps you know surrounding yourself with like-minded individuals or at least surrounding yourself with people that might embrace faith more than you so if you're unsure this is the place for you right here on the islandish catholic with your boy vleeties and i and i do want to go through some scripture obviously like that's kind of what i think a lot of people would come here for is to really come in and Okay, let's go through the Bible. Chapter one, let's do this. And and we will get into the scripture a lot more. Like even, I even wrote down like here's some verses that we should go through today. But um, ultimately, I think I think one that one that we've been talking about um, a lot in church and even at work, you know, I'm very blessed to work in a place that embraces faith as well. But um, Psalm 150, verse six, you know, everything that has breath shall praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. And that's from the New American Standard Bible. There's a Bible app. It's free. It's incredible. It's, it notifies me every day to, to open this up. There's a verse of the day. There's stories of the day. I go in every once in a while and just learn something new. And, you know, let's go through all of Psalm 150, if you will. You know, praise. Here's verse one. Praise the Lord. Praise God in his sanctuary. Praise him in his almighty uh, or in his mighty expanse. Praise him for his mighty deeds. Praise him according to his excellent greatness. Praise him with trumpet sound. Praise him with harp and lyre. Praise him with tambourine and dancing. Praise him with stringed instruments and flute. Praise him with loud cymbals. Praise him with resounding cymbals. Everything that has breath shall praise the Lord. So praise the Lord. And that I, I read that recently. And like I said, I used to be comfort zone. Not loud in church, not screaming in church, uh, just sitting there going through the readings, doing the rituals with everybody and just being really comfortable. And when you read this verse, it kind of challenges you to not be not be reserved, not be I'm keeping it all in. And I'm just I don't want to look not cool. I mean, this says right here pretty clearly, praise him with tambourine and dancing. And 
Uh, I know my father-in-law could attest to this, but I remember the first time I went to Pentecostal's church, I told him like it felt inappropriate how loud it was and, and how much, you know, the, the like everybody's speaking, not even the speaking in tongues things, but just so everyone's yelling their own prayer during prayer. It always felt off-putting to me. And now I, I can't imagine doing it any other way because praise him for his mighty deeds, praise him according to his excellent greatness. This is something to celebrate. This is somebody that has really created a world where we all are supposed to thrive in. We all are supposed to, to do something great, to challenge ourselves. We've been given this opportunity on a mortal plane to earn a, to earn a place in the immortal plane with him. And I'm going to do it spreading his word. And I, and I think that's what this outlet's going to be for me as a place where I can come on here, talk to people that maybe are less faithful than myself. I know that I have a wrestling crowd. I know that when Geezy and I get together, we talk a lot of BS. Uh, I know they're swearing on the other discussions, but I want this to be a little bit more of a, of a friendly environment. And if you ever want to come on and talk faith or talk religion or have questions, I want to dive into those questions too. So, I mean, I have the discord, obviously. I also have at Vleeties on Twitter. I'll be more active on there if it encourages this. I'll probably try and tweak the Twitter to seem like it's more, more uh, Islandish Catholic friendly. But I want to thank you guys for at least downloading this first one. And I hope that helps. Uh, if there's one verse to leave with today, it really is you know, Psalm 150, verse 6. Uh, Everything that has breath shall praise the Lord. So praise the Lord. So that's me right here. That's your boy Vleeties. Thank you so much for downloading. And I, I don't know the format yet. That's why I love just turning the microphone on and saying, episode one, go. And I want this to be an open platform. I want to learn more about the word, more about scripture with everybody here. So I'm going to do these once a week. Uh, release date's probably going to vary quite a bit. I wanted to do this for several days now. And I think being able to just hit record and just go. No stoppage, by the way. Probably going to edit in some, some ambient noise. But other than that, no stopping, just going, just uh, letting my thoughts out onto this microphone. Because I think that's another thing. There's people that I know, Gino, from some of my other shows, who, you know, oh, I want to do this. I want to do something where I talk. Well, then you got to do it. And same with same with your career, same with anything. Well, then you have to do it. It's easier to sit back in your comfort zone. But you need to challenge yourself. You've been given a great opportunity. You've been given a life. And, and there's a lot that you can do and a lot that you can control with it. So I also want to point out that wisdom, the wisdom app, they've been wanting me to do like a, like a show and they seem to be like a very like spread positivity and, and, and talk about, you know, like talk about wisdom. Can you give any self-help? Can you give, share your stories? This is probably going to be a lot of that. So wisdom, if you're listening, you guys can also put this up on your platform if you want, but I'm putting it up on here. The Vleeties feed is, is, is going to be everything that I do now. So me and Gino are on there. Me and Geezy are on there. This show is going to be on there. Or this discussion, sorry. This is going to be on there. Uh, and, and possibly, if we could touch on the financial situations that have been going on in the world, Vleetcoin is definitely coming as well. So thank you so much for downloading. Let me know what, what else you'd like to hear me talk about. But uh, again, next time we will pick a story in the Bible. We're going to go through it. And hopefully my story helped. I know it was kind of all over the place. I didn't map it out or anything. And I'll probably add more to it as we go. I'm probably going to listen back to this and not be super happy, but that's okay. I hope it reaches some good people. I hope it reaches people that might have questions and, and we'll go from there. But God bless you. Praise the Lord. And we're going to do more of this. Thank you guys so much for downloading.